0: You are now listening to the Superhero Education Podcast featuring Professor Eugene Pitchford and Dr. Steve Gurner. We are real educators tackling the real topics in education. Listen to be informed, inspired, and entertained. With no further ado, here are your hosts to
1: the Superhero Educators Podcast. All right, we want to welcome everyone to the latest edition of the superhero education podcast, my name is Eugene P. We got Steve Garner right there. Steve, how you doing?
0: It is happening tonight. It is happening. We're gonna have a great show.
1: Steve, it's been a minute. It's a lot of stuff going on in the education world. Like, like, like the people have missed us. What have you been doing?
0: We have lots of lots of things been going on. We have presentations, national presentations. Been doing some writing. We're going to be kicking out our podcast again on a weekly basis. All positive. we got something
1: coming up. We got something coming up on Wednesday. Like I know we talked before the camera was on and before the recording was on. You know we got something coming up Wednesday.
0: Wednesday's going to be very important. Race and the student experience, part two of a three-part symposium. Very important work.
1: Very interesting responses in the email. I'll just leave it right there. We got to talk about that offline. Like I meant to call you about that. Hey, what you think about this? But that's, that's, that's a whole nother conversation for another day because I'm not sure how to take that. Uh,
0: I think that's another podcast. I think another podcast on a topic of when you're doing great things and the barriers and obstacles come to try to take you
1: down, how do you, how do you push through that? Hey, I'm not going to lie to you, Steve. I called you. I was highly offended. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you. And that may put names and places on things, but I was highly offended. Like, what is the, like, I'm not sure what this really means. So I need the great Dr. Steve Garner to break this down. And Steve didn't answer his phone, so.
0: I expected it. I expected there's going to be backlash, resistance, jealousy, you name it. When we're in the space we're in, doing the things we're in. And then what's Steve. going to be our response?
1: Steve, like, so before we go any further, because I know you're going to talk about this at the end. But, Steve, you're, you're, you're part of a project that um, recognizes teachers. And um, there's a significant prize at the end. But, Steve, can you talk about your teacher recognition program? Because I want to talk about that now and at the end. Absolutely, thank you for
0: bringing that up right away. As the Executive Director, CEO of the Center for Urban Education Ministries, we have an exciting recognition piece for all the high-performing educators out there. We're interested in how educators are filling the learning gap between what just took place over the last year, year and a half. So those teachers that are able to explain what they're doing day-to-day to to help students fill that learning gap. We are offering a $1,000 cash prize to those teachers. We'll be giving out 12 cash awards, and this is a national show. Uh, Unfortunately, we can't give it out across the country yet. We're, We're working on it, but right now for this year, 2021, it'll be limited to Wisconsin urban educators. So if you're an urban educator in Wisconsin working in a urban setting, you have the opportunity if you go to www.cuemnational.org, there'll be the directions there for the 2021 Newbauer Award for Urban Teaching. So look at those qualifications, look at that material, and definitely you can nominate. What I really find interesting is you can nominate yourself or someone else. A lot of times we're doing great work and then we're too Maybe we get embarrassed and say, "I don't want to want somebody to. Uh, I don't want to ask someone to nominate me. I, I hope someone nominates me. You can nominate yourself. You can say, you know, I'm working real hard in this area and I'd like to uh, to be recognized for it. So thank you for sharing that. It's www.cuemnational.org and that'll give you all the information.
1: All right. So Steve, before we before we change switch gears, one of the things that I get a question on is. Give me the the demographics and location of who's eligible, who's not eligible.
0: Yeah, for the for the award. Mm-hmm. So we 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 keep it open to a ur- urban setting. So so if you're in an urban setting, so we define urban as city. If you're teaching in a city, and so it is open to any any city teacher in Wisconsin.
1: Cool, 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 cool. All right, man. Let's get to the topic, man. Like, like the people have been waiting. They've been waiting on Stevie L Gurner. I don't know what the L stands for, but it sounds great. Let's get to the topic. So, so Steve, you mean you mean to set it up, or you want to set it up? You can set it up, sure.
0: All right. All right, right so, go. all
1: right. So, I, I, I'll I'll somewhat set it up, and you you can help me out. Sure. So, sure. since the last time we've met online on the podcast. Um, One of the things that that has trickled down in America is a situation in which Asians, Asians are being discriminated against. And we know many of our schools have an Asian population. We have Asian instructors or Asian administrators. Steve and I thought, like, how does this unfold in the school situation? How can we advocate for our Asian students? And what does this mean particularly to our Asian communities in which we live in? And it it, 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 it gets tricky because I'm not being discriminated against me personally, but my Asian brothers and sisters are being discriminated against and how do we support them I mean that's 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 basically what it is how do we support them and how do we support our Asian students in a classroom setting who may be uncomfortable who may be on edge who may be struggling because of covid-19 how do we how do, how do we support them I mean, let me plug my cord in.
0: And I think this is what really, it really started. We had COVID and we had people saying the China virus and really going back and saying, China has, has caused this on purpose. Then they were seeing people of Asian descent and they would start blaming them for, for COVID. And then we fast forward, we had the spa, spa uh, Atlanta shootings. We have the murder of, of eight people in Atlanta and that hate and violence erupted. and we're in the middle of that that hatred and that violence, xenophobia that's going around us today. And when you think about it in the, in the school setting, I'm interested to think about what what teachers are doing as they see this happening, What's the response for schools or what should be the response for schools
1: and and the classrooms? I think we got to support all of our students. And, you know, so it's kind of hard to explain this, but uh, I'll, I'll just do my best. So when George Floyd, Aubrey Ahmad, Jacob Blake, like at that point, it was like hot, sensitive for the black culture. And it's 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 not like other lives don't matter, but at that point it was really hot. And it might be still be hot. I don't know. Right? But for right now, for for our asian population it's hot right now. And it's not that we don't support other cultures, other races, other situations. But right now it's hot for Asian Americans or for our Asian population. So how, how do we how how do we support our students, our teachers, our, our Asian administrators, you know, our Asian movers and shakers? And 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 Steve, it starts where you end it. Here's the situation right now. Here's the situation, right? And I don't think anybody's happy with how our Asian population is being treated. So it goes into the classroom setting. Like how, how, do, how do we support students? And this is the opportunity for teachers.
0: There's always the debate, do we, do we teach math, science, social studies, hit history, physical education? Where do we put this in if those are content areas we're responsible for every day? And I always say we we need definitely need to talk about this. This, the current events, what's happening around our world, definitely is important to be into the classroom and it gets integrated into the subjects. As teachers, we have a responsibility, school leaders, to bring this up inside the school day and talk about it. It
1: can come Stables. with group work. I when we Hold tight, Steve, I'm just a teacher. I got my subject, I got my curriculum. This social justice piece that you're asking me to do, I'm not comfortable.
0: We don't don't have a choice as teachers, as school administrators, we have to discuss it. And we discuss it in the sense of whether we wanna take the tag of social justice, equity, inclusion, sometimes that makes people feel uncomfortable. If, if you don't feel comfortable in that space, you're still bringing it up as a, as a human experience, as, a, as an experience of how do we work and get along with each other. We're preparing students for, for their lives beyond school. How do we do that? How do we get along and work with one another and learn from each other in the workforce uh, and beyond? And that's part of it. So how do we get in is there some activity we can do where we learn more about each other, learn more? How do we handle when something's different? This is the whole classroom experience that we're working with every single day in classrooms. How do we get along? And if you don't intentionally do some of these activities and practices, students will have the tendency to go, anything that's, that I'm unaware of or I don't know much about, I, maybe I'll make fun of. I'll make fun of. I'll call it weird, strange, and that's what we're seeing adults do as well now because they're not fully prepared to adjust as they see new things happen. So I don't know much about Asian Americans. So I'm going to say, go back to China. I'm gonna start making comments. I'm gonna say you caused the uh, the virus because I'm uneducated on, on you and and maybe even geography, history, immigration. So it's a lot easier to make fun of people if, we, if we're unaware. And as teachers and school leaders, we have to break that down and intentionally teach our students.
1: Right, because so we, we have seen this play out on your job, Steve, and on my job. We've seen Correct. the Asian students be teased. We've seen the academic professionals use, I'm trying to think of the word. We've seen academic professionals use the words that are not good for Asians. The well, Chinese, we, we look, I'm gonna put it out. The let, educator let me say becomes this, the Bowie, right? But let me, ed- let me say this so you don't have to say it. So if somebody gets mad Get mad at Eugene Pitchford and not Steve Garner. We've seen academic professionals say, if you catch the Chinese virus, I'm saying it. Steve, hold tight, so you ain't gotta say it. I'm saying it. We've seen academic professionals say, if you catch the Chinese virus in their ignorance. And it's not cool. It's not okay. And if you think that calling COVID-19, the Chinese virus, it's not, it's not okay. And I'm going to fight against that 100% of the time.
0: Well, the professor, the teacher becomes the bully and the response for students is I, I have to shut down. I have to get out of the situation. And if I'm stuck where I can't move, then I'll just be quiet and disengaged. And think about that in the learning process, the effects of that.
1: Absolutely, and it's it's just not cool of, of any any. I don't care if you're white, black, Asian, Hispanic, Yugoslavian. It's you gotta treat people with respect. And it's, and Steve and yeah. I have seen examples of where, depending on your nationality, you're not treated with respect, and it's it's, it's not cool. And I'm not standing for it. Steve, not standing for it. And we're gonna we're gonna be an ally. I see. I see. I see you jumping in, Steve.
0: Is this is this different? Is this treated different in our country? Of oh, you brought up George Floyd. You brought up uh, Black Americans, and we we're, we're talking Asian Americans. Is this different? Is more attention? More resources? Given to this struggle with black America versus what we're seeing now with people of Asian descent, or to is me, it the same focus and attention it's, given? It's the same
1: focus, it's the same thing. It, it there's there, 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 to me, Eugene Pitchfork, there's no difference. You're going to treat everybody fairly. We all go from different backgrounds, we all have different strengths and weaknesses. But right now it's hot for Asian Americans. And and, and Steve, I, I wanna I wanna go all the way back. Steve, I remember a time as a former principal when okay, so like in the city, there's a 27 to 1 teacher to student, 27 to 1 student to teacher pupil. Right, ratio. So, I remember a time when mm-hmm. we had an Asian family coming in. There. And all of our teachers saw test scores. All of our teachers saw no behavior problems.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All of our teachers saw good in math and science. So, my question, Steve, is. And I'm, I'm, I'm going in a totally different direction than what we talked about. But teachers saw a positive stereotype. And I remember, Steve, the first time, like going back to my teaching days, I remember Danny. I, rem- I remember Danny who did no work. I remember Danny who caused no behavior problems. But at the same time, Steve, I didn't realize Danny was failing until I went to that grade book in my mind, Danny was passing. Do you think there's anything, Steve, with stereotypes? Do you think there's anything, Steve, with the preferred minority? Do you, do you, do you think there's anything, Steve, with how Asians are viewed towards other minorities?
0: The Stereotype the preferred minority is, that's absolutely, that resonates in in the communities and in our country. And that's why I asked you that question is, is is it the same response? Are we having the same energy and resources given? You you responded yes. And I I think there is, I I, I think there is that same response because there's outrage and there's people reacting and making some positive interactions. The stereotype that that people of Asian descent have to live with is that they live underneath that idea that they're perfection. They have to have good grades. They have to be good in math and science. They have to have no behavior problems. They just sit there, and they're quiet. That, that's a burden that they shouldn't have to carry. And we have to figure out how to how to break that stereotype as well. And people go, well, what, that's not bad. That's not a bad stereotype at all. I'd rather have that than, than being accused of the opposite of that. I don't do my work. I'm unmotivated. Right. I'm be a behavior problem. But I, but there, that stereotype also is a stereotype that that has negativity attached to it because people have to have to live up to that standard. That's not individualized or personalized. It's just grouping a bunch of people together.
1: I remember um, we had a girl named Chu. And I always wondered why Chu volunteered for everything. Like, Chu was a 4.0 student, but she was on the basketball team. She was on the volleyball team. She was on the cheerleading team. Anything, I could think, anything academic, she was on that team. And what I learned from Chu is that she was the oldest in her family and she kind of took on the motherly world. And her only escape was to volunteer for things at school that would give her her own time, right? And so like literally, if we had anything after school, she was there and that was her space because she took on a motherly role and she wasn't ready for all that responsibility. And, and and she was just an amazing student. Like, oh my God, she was just really amazing. So Steve, my question to you is this. What can we do? This is this is just like a super blunt question. What can we do right now? COVID-19, coming back from COVID-19, what can we do to help our Asian American students?
0: We need to make it visible in the, in the curriculum. We need dedicated time in the curriculum to teach about people of Asian descent. We need literature books that represent people of Asian descent. We need to talk about what's the difference between Koreans, Chinese, Hmong right we need to uh, really distinguish and educate so that's our role that's a profession that we're in and and we can do that very well as we look at we have outstanding educators across our country that can that can do this well and then we need to mimic we need to find the people who are doing it well who has that who has those great lessons out there that, that educate students on, on people, customs, traditions, where are they? And then let's, let's copy those, those lessons, utilize those lessons in our classroom. So more, more education on, on people of Asian descent, the differences, uh, the history, food, customs, things like that, that really, that breaks it down from that's strange, or that's weird, or, or that's I I want I don't like that too. That's very interesting. Wow, you can speak two languages. Wow, that's that clothing is outstanding. I didn't know that that dance is a traditional dance from your from where you're at. I didn't know uh, anything about about you, and now I know a great deal about you. And if if you, we can break that down it becomes special and very interesting versus weird and strange. And if we don't do that, what's gonna happen is left to ourselves, it's, it's very much, we sit at a distance and we make fun of it. And, and we easily make fun of others naturally. So teachers have this important role right now to break it down and make it visible in the curriculum.
1: All right, so we need to empower our Asian American students We need to empower our Asian American teachers, assistant principals, principals. But we as non-Asians need to bridge this gap on what they're feeling, what we're feeling and how some things may be similar or different, but we need to go into this uncomfortable space right now of what our Asian-American students may be feeling. And Steve or Eugene may not be feeling that way, but if our students are feeling that way, then we need to feel that way.
0: By talking about it, you provide comfort. So, So by schools addressing it right now, businesses addressing it now, you're showing not only unity, you're showing you care and, and that you respect, respect Absolutely. the people. So I, I think it's important to to make a push now and not be quiet.
1: Absolutely, because our students are waiting for us, like whether whether we say something or not, they're waiting for us. They're waiting for us to to support. They're waiting for us to uh, show connections, they're, they're, they're waiting for us to say it's going to be okay. And and, and and Steve, we hold the power to do that or not. Steve can easily say it's okay. Eugene can easy, easily say here's some resources. But we hold the option to do it or not. And so I, I think our role as educators is how do we support our Asian students right now and what are we going to do different? Because we hold the we, we cards right now. Like, it's not the district, it's not the students, it's an individual preference. We hold the cards right now.
0: You brought up a great point more teachers that are of Asian descent. We need more teachers of Asian descent. If we don't have them and we don't have the numbers we, we need now in our country, an easy way to assist with that would be bringing in guest speakers, bringing in Absolutely. community members, finding people of Asian descent to come in, talk, share. That's that's a really easy piece that any teacher can do tomorrow to impact their students positively in their, in their school community. Do you think teachers are willing to do it? Like, I think teachers are willing to do it. I think teachers are doing it. I think they're sometimes... They get limited by all the other responsibilities, or just give me the ideas and then I'll incorporate them. And that's a great idea to do quickly. Absolutely. Literature and books we, are important too, visuals, class discussions.
1: Hey, uh, the same way it's important to be culturally responsive towards any group, right? But make sure we're including Asian Americans in our, in our responses, right? Make sure we, we are including um, their daily experiences. Make sure we are including their cultural things into the curriculum, because that's, that's, that's where the real work gets done. And, and, that, and, and that's the piece that's missing for a lot of groups. As I work with schools,
0: one of the stumbling blocks becomes the teacher need. the teacher feels like they have to know everything And so they, they start stumbling right out of the gate with the idea of, I don't know if I can ask my fourth graders of Asian descent questions because I should know everything. And that's where I say, absolutely. Ask them questions because just because we're teachers, school leaders, doesn't mean we have to have all the answers.
1: Ask, please ask.
0: It's that whole piece that I find refreshing in a lot of the literature and research we're seeing about cultural humility, coming to the table with humility to say, I don't know some of this, and my fourth graders, third graders, first graders, they can teach me a great deal. So don't let the stumbling block of new learning or I have to have all the answers be be an obstacle because then we'll we'll never get to the desired outcomes that we want. So the idea of cultural humility, I don't, I have to learn more. I'm willing to learn more is really that first piece.
1: I, I, I don't disagree with, I don't disagree with you. That cultural humility is, is an important role. And, and we will never be the experts on everything, but just being cognizant of, our different racial demographics, and in this case, Asian-Americans, just being, just being cognizant of what they're going through, just being cognizant of teaching strategies, just being cognizant of living experiences. Every, every day,
0: you. Eugene comes to me and says, Steve, I need to learn from you. Teach me. Wise teacher, teach me. And so you you come and ask me every day for for insight and wisdom, and I impart that to you each and every day, free.
1: No, no, <laughs> no, no, and no. Um, but 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 in, in all seriousness, we have to decide to support. Are Asian-American students or not. We have to decide, are we gonna go past the curriculum or not? We, we have to decide, are we gonna you know, reach out to the parents of our Asian-American students or not? And what does your school success look like? Right? And And, and does it include our Asian-American friends? you got to make that decision. You got to make that decision.
0: And but with with humility that's the first step that gets us over over the hurdle of let's start this let's learn from each other. The other major hurdle that I see is this the idea of politics interfering with with what's moral and right. So the idea of people going, I will not talk about this in my classroom because we are one, one class, one people. We're going to talk how we're united. One blood. One, one blood. blood. We
1: bleed the same.
0: And, and that, that is, is very dangerous <coughs> mentality and very harmful mentality because it says, I don't want to see any of these things. I don't want to see the hurt. I don't want to see the pain. I'm not seeing any of this because i'm going to sit in my comfort and my privilege of saying i don't we're all united we're all one get over it i'm i'm going to not, it's not see simple. it it's
1: not that simple it's not that simple because the one blood means there are some agreed upon situations that make it one blood it, but but that one blood is t- the way you're describing it steve is on someone else's terms.
0: Correct, it's an, it's an excuse. So I, I can stay exactly where I am and not do anything else. And that's harmful for students. That's no. that's anything in history, we see that. So it'd be, it'd be saying any example we see in history, think of slavery, you know what, that's nice, I'm not gonna teach it because we're all one, we're all united, we should all get along. Uh, We're seeing the violence and the hatred towards people of Asian descent. Don't worry, one blood, unity. Let's not talk about it. Uh, What we're seeing with uh, George Floyd, Minneapolis. Don't worry, we're all one blood united. We shouldn't even talk about it. And that's an excuse to stay static in where you're at and not move forward. And we have to fight against that.
1: All right, it's a cop out. It is. It is. So I will ask the listeners out here right now, I will ask listeners. How are you supporting your Asian-American students? Like it's, 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 it's it's, today, right now. All right. Like it's a flat out question. How are you supporting your Asian-American students? And is it, I'm an advocate. Is it, I'm reading more books. I'm learning. Is it, we're going to prevent bullying, but you have to decide right now, how are you supporting your Asian-American students? It's not controversial. It's not, a, it's not a big thing, it's not a small thing. It's just, are you willing to dictate your time to your Asian American population if you have it? And if you don't have an Asian American population, how are you teaching your students of color about what's happening with the Asian American population? It's very simple.
0: Regardless of what your classroom looks like, it always is going to be new learning. Uh, you, so you wouldn't say I have, I have all white students. We don't have to learn about that. This, that's exactly when we have to learn about it. Um, I have all black students. We don't have to learn about people of Asian descent. That's exactly when we have to learn about it. So regardless of what your classroom looks like, this is this is an important piece, and hence the outcome becomes, as a, a stronger America where we're getting along together, we can function with each other and we value each other and our differences. And it's actually a value of the differences.
1: Totally, totally agree, totally agree. Now, Steve, I want to ask you this. Because we started the show with this, and we're going to end the show with this. Steve, tell us about the scholarship.
0: Sure. For- Great opportunity. The Center for Urban Education Ministries, a national nonprofit, is sponsoring 12 special awards. It's called the Neubauer Award for Urban Teaching. It's 12, and it'll go to 12 urban educators in Wisconsin. So we know it's a national show. We're, we're pushing out some awards nationally too in the future, short future here. But right now, it's for Wisconsin teachers in urban settings you have the opportunity to share what you're doing to fill the learning gap now for students. So what are you doing? We have great teachers all across Wisconsin and our country that are doing great things in helping students, supporting students and to make up the learning loss. So we have 12 teachers that we are going to award $1,000 each that they can use for their personal use. And the application process, everything is listed at www.cuemnational.org, www.cuemnational.org. Go to the website of the Center for Urban Education Ministries, and you'll see on the recognition page, it'll list out the Neubauer Prize for Urban Teaching. Definitely nominate yourself and others that are doing this great work and give yourself an opportunity for a special recognition. Thank you for... For leading that, Eugene, and giving that plug.
1: My only piece is don't forget, and and and, and I ha- I hate to say this to you like this, but you will get this after the state superintendent election. Make sure you vote, people. So I don't care who important-
0: you vote important in every state there's important voting in Wisconsin. We have an important election this, uh, tomorrow. So this week. So, so
1: make sure you vote, make sure you vote people. And and Steve. Center for Urban Education, Urban, uh, Center for Urban Education, so, easy going to have to edit this, but Center for Urban Education, Center for Urban Education Ministries, Let me get that out properly. We're trying to extend to our students and our listeners out there. You have the ability and the, you have the ability to make sure you're checking in on students. Let's make sure we do the right thing by kids and, and Steve, I'm I'm at a loss for words. I don't know why, but I'm at a loss for words.
0: That's all right. It's a good way to uh, end our show with the idea of how we support one another. Stay connected to the Superhero Education podcast. Stay connected to what's happening with Eugene Pitchford, the work that he's doing, the writing that he's doing, uh, social media and Steve Gerner on LinkedIn and the other social media platforms as well. We thank everyone for listening.
1: All right. So, Steve, we're going to close this out. Steve, I'm going to let you go first. Steve, anything you want to you wanna promote and push?
0: I I feel good with uh, pushing the uh, Center for Urban Education Ministries. Close this out.
1: All right, so this is Eugene Pitchford. Hey, make sure you check out Amazon.com. Make sure you check out Barnes and Noble. look, I, I can't even talk. Barnesandnoble.com. We have the I'm looking at myself. We have the Superhero Education Podcast. Check, it, check us out. We have the Superhero Education book. Check us out. Barnes & Noble Amazon.com Check us out, y'all. Steve, you want to close out? You want me to do it?
0: i close us out. Thank you for listening. Get tuned in to our next podcast we're pushing out a podcast every week and we appreciate your support and we are out here you go thanks again for listening to our superhero education podcast we hope you gained valuable insights and key concepts to battle the chaos and save the day for all students boldly transform lives and be a superhero educator